Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chill Highway Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. destruction from the Almighty shall it come. There was great trouble. Was the trouble a surprise to God? No. Now I'm not saying that the pandemic we find ourselves in the midst of right now is something that God initiated, but I will know this and I know it for a fact that God intends to use it for His glory. The devil wants to use it to divide people to destroy churches, to destroy communities, to cause people to have quarrels and fights over things they really do not completely understand. But God intends to use it for His glory. It's no surprise to God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Verse 16, Is not the meat cut off before our eyes? Yea, joy and gladness from the house of our God. Verse 17, I thought this was a, a devastating picture. They put the seed in the ground. I said, the seed is rotten under their clods. I said, we've buried the seed, and the seed has rotted. Verse 18, the beasts groan. The herds of cattle are perplexed because they have no pasture. It's desolate. It's devastating. Verse 20, the beasts of the field cry, of the field cry also unto thee, for the rivers of water are dried up. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? The plagues, the problems, the pestilence. The description continues. I want you to see some details about the problem because when we see how vast the problem is, then we can appreciate the solution. Verse number, two, verse number one of chapter two. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh. It is nigh at hand. Verse 2, a day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds, of thick darkness as the morning spread upon the mountain. Some people have, there's different ideas about the next few verses. I'm going to read several of them to you as to whether or not it is locust or some type of, 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 of animal, insect, devastating, or if it's actually armies. You read and see the description and make your own decision. Either way, it's a great plague problem. Or pestilence. Verse number two, a day of darkness, gloominess, clouds, and of thick darkness. The morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and strong. There hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. The reason why a lot of folks believe it's locusts is because before them is the garden of Eden. Behind them is a desolate wilderness. And the way, these lo- the way locusts work in a, in a pestilence of plague, they literally roar in like waves and they destroy everything in their path. 
Verse 4, the appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap. Like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble is a strong people set in battle array. Before their face the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march every one on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks. Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk every one in his path, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. I can see all these insects, these locusts entering in the house, uh, windows like a thief. It reminds me of stink bugs in Virginia. Do you know that stink bug is the state bird of Virginia? Did you all know that? They shall enter in at the windows like a thief, don't they? That's funny, but the situation that we're reading about is not. There's great destruction. Everything on earth that these people were depending on has been shaken. The earth shall quake, verse number 10. Before them the heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark. The stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. And who can abide it? You see, the Lord allows all this trouble. Why? Because of the rebellion of his people. Now, folks, plagues and problems and pestilences are not something that God allows just for the sake of allowing it. God has a purpose. Now, what we must do is in the midst of our troubles, we must not resolve to sin and faithlessness and fear. How many of you are tempted in your flesh when things are so difficult and things are uncertain to get angry and to fight and fuss and feud, to be afraid of the future? To dread with great dread all that's going on. To have your joy robbed from you. That is not the purpose of a problem. Problems come with purpose when you're a child of God. They are not in vain. The labor you do for God is not in vain. The burdens you bear for God are not in vain. Because the problems have a purpose. Let's see the purpose. You can see the transition in the scripture in verse number 12. The Bible says, therefore... It's looking back all the way to verse 1 1. Therefore, this terrible day, therefore it has a purpose. And this is the heart of Joel. Do you see him? Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. What does God want us to do? God wants in this context the nation of Israel to turn. But what does God want us to do in 2021? In the midst of problems and burdens, whether you're burdened down with the pandemic that we're facing and all that goes along with that, or whether you're burdened down with some other family problem, some other health issue, some other deal that's got your apple cart upside down and your life is troubled, 
What does God want you to do in light of your trouble? Therefore, what does God want you to do? Does God want you to respond in sin and bitterness? No. Is the problem allowed in the lives of God's people to destroy them? Absolutely not. The problems are designed that the heart of God's people would be turned to Him. I don't know about you, but when things are going all smooth and hunky-dory, it's a lot easier to trust in Cody than it is in trusting God. But I'm learning and I want to be very aware of the fact that in times of trouble, I need to turn to God and in times of no trouble, I need to stay in tune with God. Because God's plan is better than my plan and God's faithfulness is better than I have to offer and God has a perfect purpose for my life and I must trust Him. The problem had a purpose. And Joel says, he speaks out of the nation of Israel, but the sound and the words pierce the ages and comes to our hearts tonight and says, Turn! Turn ye even to me with all your heart. Oh, how easy it is to become the kind of Christian that's like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I believe the Bible. But this is not the moment for half-hearted, shallow, nominal Christians. We should allow the trouble that we bear, the trouble that we see, the uncertainties of the future to cause us to turn to the Lord. How? Turn to the Lord a little bit? Turn to the Lord occasionally? Turn to the Lord every now and then? No, turn to the Lord with all your heart. That's what the Scripture says. Turn ye even to me with all your heart. Are you living for God with all your heart? With fasting? With weeping? With mourning? Do you know what happens when you weep before God and mourn? In the presence of God, you have the opportunity to rejoice in all of life. When we go to the Lord with a broken heart and we turn to Him with all of our heart, we have the promise and the hope that He will bless us as we submit to Him as God. Verse 13, the purpose is to turn with all of our hearts. The purpose in verse 13, the Bible says, Rend your heart and not your garments and turn to the Lord your God. I love that phrase, rend your heart and not your garments. It was an expression, an outward expression of grief in the Jewish culture to rend your garments. You see that often. There he was and his garments were rent. He sat in sackcloth and ashes. How many times do you see that in the Bible? Over and over and over again. Because that was part of the culture. What do you do when your heart's broken? You rend your garments and you sit there and mourn. But Joel says and sends this message from God. Joel was smart enough to know that there's an outward appearance of repentance and turning. But that's not what's necessary. That's not what's needed. You don't need to look like a Christian, act like a Christian, smell like a Christian, talk like a Christian. You need to be a Christian. You need to be a servant of God. You need to be a follower of God. You need to repent of your sin and live for God and His glory. Put Him first, maybe for the first time in your life. He says, rend your hearts. God doesn't care what you've done on the outside in the name of religion and religious exercise. God doesn't care how many expensive suits you tear into shreds. 
and how much ash you pour on your head. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And the message from Joel is that the problems have a purpose. Have you allowed the problems of the past year and a half, have you allowed the problems of the last week to cause you to humble yourself before God and turn to Him with your whole heart? Or are you still holding on? You may make this religious act. You may put on your churchy show. But God says, rend your hearts, not your garments. The work that needs to happen in our hearts is the work of the heart. That inward man turning to God, broken before God. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face, pray, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I hear their land. You see, that's the purpose. That's what God wants to do. God wants us to turn. The scripture continues in verse number 13. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Turn to the Lord your God. Why? For he is gracious. Aren't you glad God is gracious? You don't deserve his grace, but he's gracious anyway. And merciful. Aren't you glad God is merciful? You don't deserve his mercy, but he's merciful anyway. Where are you going to turn? Turn to your rotten flesh? And make a bigger mess of the mess that we've already got? Or are you going to turn to God who's gracious and merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness? Boy, I love that. Great kindness. And repent of them of the evil. Verse 14. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering, a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Verse 15. Blow the trumpet. In Zion, sanctify fast, call a solemn assembly. What happens? The work goes on in our hearts first. And then what do we do? Then we proclaim it. You get the opportunity. If you're the preacher, you get the opportunity to proclaim, Hey, look, we've broken our hearts and our hearts have turned back to God. We've repented of our faithlessness and our sinfulness. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chilhowiebaptist.com.